Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in control her. Good. Control her. It makes sense. Have we done that one before? I stopped paying attention. <laughs> I have no idea. Hi, my name is Summer Yeager, and I am here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, <clears throat> I found out something this week that is really disturbing and really bothers me, and I have been waiting to tell you about it because it really... I don't know if people still say this, but it gets my goat. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? Gets my goat. Gets my goat. People used to say that, right? Am I making that up? Um, it gets my goat. What does Is that gross? it gets my goat? <laughs> okay, good. We're about to yeah. find out. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, so, like something that really Yeah, bought. no, that's a real. It's a real thing. What does that mean, though? This expression comes from tradition in horse race- racing. Thought to have a calming effect on high-strung thoroughbreds, a goat was placed in the horse's stall on the night before the race. What? (laughs) That doesn't mean... To make someone annoyed or angry. Well, okay. This gets my goat. And I I, I don't feel like a horse in a stall, but I found out... Unscrupulous opponents would then steal the goat in an effort to upset the horse and cause it to lose the race. So... Yeah. It got my goat. Yes. It really disturbed me. I'm not running my race well now that I know this thing. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought it was a truth universally agreed upon that toe rings are great. Like, oh. Why wouldn't you wear a toe ring if you're a female? Like, the only reason I can think of is if you don't like your toes. But even if you don't, I think like I, I your think toes, most ladies have cute toes. But like generally, if you have ugly toes, put a ring on it and <laughs> like, and like then, divert attention away. Yeah. What if because you have ugly toes, you only wear closed-toed shoes? Still. Well, I know you're at home not wearing shoes. Right. Someone. So for is. someone, your family or I whoever. I just thought I assumed like toe rings communicate. A deep and abiding respect for the people around you. <laughs> I have uh, not worn a toe ring in a very long time. Yeah. But I think they are one of those trends that like doesn't ever have to go away. Like, so in a way, I agree with you. Put a ring on it. Like I think you know, they're, they're always, anytime I ever see them, they're cute. Yeah. I don't think they're like a trend that needs to go out. I feel like it says, hey, I, I care about your comfort. You know, I, ex- I dressed up enough my toes to accessorize. Today. Like I don't, you don't have to stare at my bus. Is the toes. pedicure just like the new toe ring, though? Yeah, really, it is. But like, okay, if you're gonna pedicure, you may as well get a toe ring. If you have a pedicure and you're not wearing a toe ring, you're wasting your pedicure. Is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All of this to say, so I, I bought a toe ring on Venice Beach when I was 14 or 15, uh-huh. and I put it on my toe. And it was on my toe. Maybe I should get a toe ring. Until I was 25. Huh. And that toe ring was a part of, I mean, it went everywhere. It went to the beach. It went to Mexico. 
It went to New York. It went to concerts. I gave birth. How do I know what my si- what's my size is in toe ring? It's universal. They're kind of just adjustable, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're usually adjustable. I have a whole bunch. I just decided I really you, want a toe ring. I feel like you need. I just bought some toe rings. <laughs> That's why. So the thing. So the reason I thought that's about what's this missing. Is, it's a toe ring. That's what you're missing. It's not um, that I like never get ready <laughs> and just wear pajamas all the time. Put a toe ring on and it will change. He's dressed up today. Something <laughs> special about you, huh? So I had it's this like toe your ring. Toes are really cool right now. It's it just it communicates that you care. Like, hey guys, I'm not making you all stare at my busted toes. I right. respect you. And you can buy like 18 toe rings eight for $7. For $5. <laughs> so why not? So the moral of the story is, is that I had this toe ring on for a decade and then it just, one day it just quit. Like it just gave out. Right. Like the, the silver had become so soft from a decade of wear. Do they make, does like bad, does a bad toe ring make your toe green? I'm sure that it would. Yeah. yeah. I would think so. Yeah, it would. So you need something silver plated or something. It was silver. The ring I had was silver and I really did wear it until it fell off and I was 25. And so for the last six years, I don't know what it was. Like I couldn't bring myself to replace it because it just, it was a part of my body for a decade. Like I mean, I couldn't do it. So the other day I was like, I'm sick of going through life without a toe ring and I've been disrespecting people. I'm a shell of a person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get some toe rings. So I did. I bought, I, I think I got like 10 on Amazon for like $12. I'm pretty sure. Like, nice. And they're real silver and whatever. So I put, I put them on because that's what you do uh-huh. with toe rings. You put them on your toes. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm so excited to like check out my toe ring. And he was like, that's weird. Well, yeah, for a guy. What? I was like, what do you mean? It's weird. I just feel like they don't. He thinks that they're weird. What? I guess in a way, like I can, it is, it would seem kind of weird if you had never worn one. I just have never worn one because of the emotional trauma (laughs) of losing my toe ring. (laughs) (laughs) It took a long time for you to be ready to find a replacement. (laughs) It took me six years. You don't want to rush these things. (laughs) It took me six years to move on. Well, so he just thought it was weird. He just thought he thinks toe rings are weird. And I was like, what do you mean? And he thinks it's weird. And and I just, I was in shock. I had no idea that that people could think that toe rings were weird. I just didn't know that was even. Are toe rings weird? Yeah. See, okay. Matthew thinks toe rings are weird. Why are toe toe rings weird? I don't know. Only like mostly 16 year olds wear them because 16 year olds wear them. Well, 16 year olds wear shoes. Are shoes weird? It doesn't follow, it just doesn't follow. Anyway, huh. I I think everybody could stand to wear some toe rings, and you know, maybe don't when you say some, how many do you mean? Just one on each. Foot. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because like too many that would be weird. Yeah, please don't send us pictures of your feet <laughs> covered in toe rings. That's strange. <laughs> I just, I think that, you know, don't be a hobbit is what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you're going to go out into the world with your feet all out. Accessorize your feet. Just, you know, care about other people. What about ankle bracelets? Is that similar? I think those are fantastic. I don't own one. I do too. I haven't owned one in a long time. Let's, y'all, can we all just decorate? Bring some of those things back. Decorate your feet. Yes. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) 
That's great. We should get a toe ring line in the store. Oh, yeah. We'll get some toe rings on there. <laughs> I don't know if any of our printers offer that, but yeah. if they did, I would be all over we'll it. We'll check it out. We'll, t- we'll ask the team. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're right. I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And um, I was thinking about how instead of worrying about my daughter's clothes and face being fruit stained. <laughs> yeah. That it's actually okay mm-hmm. because fruit stains are like a summer accessory. We both came accessory minded today. We did. We did. It's like the top mm-hmm. fruit stains are back in. Cause yeah. it, can we all admit there's a difference between like a red fruit stain yeah. from a raspberry and like a brown <laughs> Spain from like old who knows what a hot pocket was <laughs> a hot pocket there's stains, a difference fruit stains not the if same if someone comes in and it's like there is a difference yeah it's like oh you've been having yeah. like a fresh I knew that healthy I knew Jojo had been eating raspberries yeah I was like yeah she's eating raspberries and instead of being instead of changing her outfit just because she got yeah. some fruit on her outfit and it washes right out it's yeah so great mm-hmm. it's fantastic Mo- yeah you do have to be careful some fruits are like die mm-hmm. grade and they will die yeah. your food not raspberries or your clothes but most of the time yeah. they're pretty water soluble yeah. and they just rinse out like you'd think prickly pear prickly pear juice is like deep it's sort of like beet oh okay like it's deep yeah pink i didn't know that and um it's like a nectary kind of okay so you'd be like oh yeah that for sure stains yeah so we got a um, white pillowcase to like strain it through to get uh-huh. all the stuff out of it that you don't want. Yeah. No, perfectly white once again. That's really, I wouldn't have, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. It's so weird that something so dark can just come right out. <laughs> In case you guys are wondering what Joy's doing with her time. <laughs> She's harvesting prickly pear juice with pillowcases. Well, <laughs> fine. you know, what am I doing? I'm just at home. Wearing my toe rings. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so just so you know, it's a summer look. When you're fruit stained, it's a summer look. (laughs) If you spill raspberries everywhere, just let people know. It's summertime. It's like I have been getting vitamins and it's summer. (laughs) So get off my back. (laughs) Roll around in the raspberries, you guys. And while you're at it, go to shopsheologians.com. Speaking of cacti. We've got some new kid stuff. We've got a cute little cactus for our. What I always do during this portion of the show is I go to the shop. (laughs) Yes, go to the shop. And I just kind of like look at what shop Sheologians. You're talking about dot com. While we have our cute little cactus, we look at new arrivals. We're working on some new arrivals for Mm -hmm. you guys. People have been asking, what's yeah. the thing Joy is working on? They're excited. So, um, so we're working on that. I'm excited too. Um, we're going to, some of the, some of the slogans we have or slogan, they're not slogans, but quotes, quotes yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to just reintroduce mm-hmm. with like a different feel. Ooh, okay. So what I'm saying is. If you Just like something, always keep an eye out. Grab it now. And if you we're changing if you, things up. If there's something that uh you like you haven't liked, you're like, "Man, I just 
I want a Sheilogen shirt, but none of these are speaking to me. Well, <laughs> we'll just keep reminding you to check back in <laughs> and we'll let you know when we have new things going on. Yeah. On there. It'll be super great. So yeah, the shop's going great. Uh, book club this week was amazing. I, I don't know. I guess I say that every week, but I mean it. The, it's always amazing every the week. The women in there are fantastic. I was not feeling well this week, but I showed up for book club anyway. And because I knew I would just be encouraged by it. Right. Um, and of course, that's exactly what happened. So thank you <laughs> to all of our book club members. If you want to support us or join book club, patreon.com slash sheologians is the place to do it. Um, and yeah, I also just want to tell you guys, and I, I don't know how to say this without it just seems a little rude, but I'm not being rude. Like this is not me trying to be rude or condescending or any of the above. And I hope that this is helpful, but I have a lot of people who will write in and say, Hey, have you guys ever talked about this? Have you ever talked about this? Right. Have you ever had so-and-so on your show? And here's what you can do. I work very hard to tag all of our stuff on our website. Mm -hmm. So if you go to sheologians.com, there's a search bar there. And if you want to find out if we've ever talked about new age stuff, I'm going to type it in right now into the search bar. New age. Here we go. It pulls up new age Jesus and how to find him. That's when we had Stephen Bancars on. Right. And then anytime that we've mentioned anything potentially new agey, I have tagged it with new age. And so you can see... So what you're saying is the search bar is your friend. Yes. yes. I, w I have tagged it. I have put it there. If you want to find all of our feminism stuff in one place, um, if you want to see, uh, you know, type in Rosaria Butterfield and that pulls up our episodes with her. So, you know, just a thought, hopefully helpful. Not again, not trying to be rude or <laughs> condescending, but some of you probably don't know that we have that option. So right there you go. Search for our stuff. Sheologians.com. Um, okay. Do I have any other things I need to tell them? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so I proposed this topic this week to joy. Um, one of the reasons is because somebody actually asked us to mm -hmm. <laughs> cover this topic, one of our Patreon supporters. But also, um, when she asked us to address this, I had just gotten done talking to my kids about the same topic. And mm -hmm. I feel like as a mom of four young children, I talk about this every day. Right. So <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> so the topic, essentially, you could just put it all under the idea of self-control being self-controlled um what does that look like how does that work itself out and um you and i joked quite a bit yes we did <laughs> um yeah about um <laughs> like not basically what um the topic that was proposed in the what was it? What do you call it, it a, on Patreon? It was a message. A, it, a it message. Was a message. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, how do I not be led by my feelings? Mm -hmm. What a great question, right? That we should all be asking. And mm -hmm. I think we, were, you and I, were laughing about it because. So I think it, a general principle of the show is that 
I'm not, you and I aren't going to address this topic because we think that we have perfect self-control right. and perfect, um, you know, discipline within ourselves. Although in general, I would never, uh, I would not be comfortable doing an episode on a topic I was currently like deep in sin with, you know? Right. So, um, Again, it's not that you and I have arrived and we're the most self-controlled, disciplined people on the planet, but uh, I also, as a general principle, if I was struggling with self-control, then <laughs> this would not be... I would want to wait until I was kind of on the other right. side of that battle before having you know, a discussion with lots of people about it. But I do think... Um, I think that in general... Uh, self-control is something that we have largely given ourselves a pass on mm -hmm. not me and you but just the cultural in general the church in general like this isn't something I hear us talking about a ton right um, and sometimes I wonder about that you know when people bring up the fruit well, of the spirit list right like you're supposed to be kind you're supposed to be patient right you're supposed to be oh that's what I did that's what I'm doing today um, right. but not even just in self-control hmm um, I have all the fruits of the spirit. Like if you think about it, the fruits of the spirit are, they are largely considered by our um, culture. Things like love, patience, kindness. They're considered uh, virtue, mm -hmm. but they're considered like an emotion, like mm -hmm. a feeling. Mm -hmm. um, we obviously know that feelings and emotions mm -hmm are connected to action right. and uh, discipline. So that's just something I want to throw out there mm -hmm. just so that we can have that said and done before we do have a conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> over it. Yeah. Um, like not being a led, not being led by our emotions or attitudes mm -hmm. um, or letting our emotions inform our actions. Mm -hmm. um, so um, just cause the, I just want to make sure we have the same definition of what like an emotion or a feeling is okay. so that as we have a conversation about how to not be led by those things, sure. we just have a general, yeah. uh, there's just a consensus on what we're actually talking about. Sure. Are you asking me to define emotion? No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just saying okay. just what I just said mm. is just that. Yeah. So what some people, what some people in our culture would just say is a feeling. Yeah. We believe a feeling or an emotion is accompanied by an attitude or an action. So right. that's what we believe. I guess I'm just realizing now that you're bringing this up, like just how countercultural that is. Right. Uh, that love is it is an action and yes it is accompanied by emotion but we are required to love regardless of our feelings right um and that's very difficult to do and i think that's where self-control right. comes in we're we're called to be uh loving and joyous and peaceful and patient and kind regardless of how we're feeling right uh, and that's, I think, part of why self-control is such a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that because we're such an emotions-based culture and we, we are, we have so much tolerance for that. Right. Like we, you're right. It's like a virtue mm -hmm. to be led by your emotions to the point where, um, we don't even value 
uh, something like self-control. And I was, I was thinking about this because um, there was this Bible verse that I was memorizing with the kids um, and we were writing it and saying it and it's Proverbs 29, 11. And it says that a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. And I remember my kids were like shocked when I was mm-hmm. explaining to them that like venting is what fools do. Right. Like that is what the Bible says over and over. The Bible does not have a a uh, live and let live view right. of someone who vents their emotions right. constantly. That's a fool. That's right. what fools do. Um, it's not a fruit of the spirit. It mm-hmm. shows no self-control or patience. Have a patience. Right. Right. And so I was really convicted thinking about this a couple years ago because I think I hadn't really thought deeply um, about, you know, people. It's so common for us to be like, oh, I just need to vent. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, who who among us hasn't said that? Right. Like, I just needed to vent. And you kind of like, uh you claim uh, neutrality for whatever you say during a vent session because right. you needed to do it, right. supposedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of like modern psychology would say like, well, if you bottle it up, then you're just, right. you know, you're doing something bad. And um, obviously there are some distinctions that we would make here. Uh, if there's real sin issues going on or whatever, no one's saying just hide it and put it under the rug and never right. deal with it. That's not what we're well, saying. Because but. let's be clear that, we do this is i think i think when it comes to you ha- when when someone's like how do i keep from being emotion led mm-hmm. i think you have to have a conversation about what emotions means mm-hmm. and so we acknowledge that emotion exists mm-hmm. it is not always unfaithful right um and so in a way what i'm trying to say is that you're the emotions and feelings that you have that are associated with attitude and action. So like the fruits of the spirit, Mm -hmm. those are all emotional things um, that the Bible talks about the, and he talks about the benefit. Right. And we're supposed to be, we are, when you are showing or producing the fruits of the spirit, Mm -hmm. you are literally producing the things of the spirit who is God. <laughs> right. Um, so you, it, and I'm not going to, God has emotions, but they're not like ours. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and say that they're different when we, it's not that you are being God <laughs> yeah. when you are sh- displaying the fruits of the spirit. Right. Um, but we're to be like God. Right. We are to aim towards being like God. Right. And God is, I mean, can you think of any being more self-controlled right. than God? I mean, he's well, or he's never loving or out of control. joyful, right? All those things, and those are all things that he commands, and and the Spirit creates those things in us. In us, yeah. But so that and that may seem like kind of like a duh, duh type of thing. <laughs> but what if you think about it in terms of this, like? what does it mean to display the fruits of you? Right. Or the devil, if you're a little more mm. um, 
Yeah. So sinful man yeah. or the devil or just you as a person. Right. So what I did was I went through, because this is just how I was thinking of it. I went through and I talked about like what the opposite of each of the fruits of the spirit are mm-hmm. and how if you are producing, mm-hmm. this is basically a list of very emotional words. They're not material. They're their thoughts, their feelings, and they do inform our actions or our attitudes, mm-hmm. right? Right. So if you go through and you are producing the opposite, then you're actually producing the fruit of sinful man or, like I said, the devil. Satan. Yeah. And so I went through and I, um, and it, well, it became very informative for me and very convicting. But, and then, and it helps to be like really real with yourself because you go, oh, the opposite of love is hate. But like, I'm not like really a hateful person. And it's like, um, what about in First Corinthians where it talks about what love is? Mm-hmm. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Like, are you holding on to anything? Oops. Love forgives all things. Like, are you holding on to anything? Hopes all things. Believes right. all things. Ooh, do you really you think angry? the best of everyone? <laughs> are you angry? Because technically, if you hate someone in your heart <laughs> yeah. or murder someone in your heart, then you hate them. Right. So when you're driving, do you think, oh, that guy is such a blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. Well, and so basically I just went through and I realized like, this is a great way to look and see. This is a way to show if you are like self emotions yeah, uh, motivated mm-hmm. or if you are the things of God emotions because they, they, they both exist. Yeah. We don't want to say that all emotions are just bad, right? But there are emotions, feelings that inform your actions and your attitudes Mm -hmm. that are from God. Right. And so like I, you know, for, for, uh, so I had love, joy, there are people that are, does your life look depressed all the time or shame obsessed? And I'm not talking about being brokenhearted because mm-hmm. brokenhearted in itself, that's not, it's not a sin as far as we right. see in the Bible. Right. In fact, we're told to go, like, even if you are legitimately brokenhearted and grieving over something, even then we're told right. to go to. So when you feel that way, God says, let me inform you. When you feel right. brokenhearted, come to me. Right. And I will take that burden from you. Right. Um, When you think about patience, the opposite Mm -hmm. of that is, of course, impatience, but like conceit, you being the center of the universe. Mm. Um, I thought about road rage again. Mm -hmm. I thought of this hilarious, (laughs) I had this very convicting thought. Once when it came to driving, I said, I'm not mad that all these drivers think they are the center of the universe. I'm mad because they don't realize I'm the center of the universe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, there's things like kindness, which the opposite is rude or being rude or ungracious. So Mm -hmm. how how we treat everyone, how we treat our husbands. Mm -hmm. What about gossiping about someone and saying something horrible? Mm -hmm. It's not kind. And then there's certain ones like goodness. Oh, the opposite of goodness is evil. But I'm not evil. Like evil sounds so extreme. Right. Um, But... Do, do you steal? Are you mm-hmm. contentious? Mm-hmm. Um, do you view pornography? Because mm. that's engaging in evil. Right. Um, are you're you manipulative? Using, 
Right. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, we just think like, oh, I'm not, I'm not allowing that feeling, Uh but rudeness or ungraciousness informs Mm -hmm. how we think and act all the time when really we're supposed to be letting goodness uh, inform our, our attitudes and our behaviors. Mm -hmm. You have faithfulness, which, and the opposite of that is unfaithful or untrustworthy. Are you faithful to your calling? Right. What's interesting is as you are like talking about like the dichotomy of these things, it's like self-control is the one that like determines which of these you're going to be. Right. Like it really is. It's really amazing that it was put at the end. Yeah. Because it like wraps it all (laughs) up. It's like if you lack self-control, you're going to be impatient. If you lack self-control, you're going to be unloving. Right. If you lack self-control, you're not going to be doing any of the previous things on this list. Self-control is really what stands in between your thoughts and emotions and your actions. Right. It's self-control. And, you know, I talk to my kids about this. I talk to them about this, actually. And this is not a fully formed thought. And maybe I shouldn't be bringing it up. Um, But I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of uh, food and how we come to food. Right. Because, I, I mean, can you think of an area in America where it's people are less concerned about self-control? <laughs> I mean, like, right. honestly, like when it comes to food, like it's a joke that, uh, you know, we have to have it. We have to have it now. We have to have one more. We have to have one more of this. We have to have this and that. And um, I've been talking to my kids about it and practicing with them. I know this sounds so silly, but... I've been practicing with them when we sit down and eat lunch, like actually chewing our food. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds really silly, but I'm trying to to talk to them about this, about self-control, about um, it's not funny to be the person that's like, oh man, I just ate an entire pizza and I feel terrible. Like that's actually not It's not a cute characteristic. It's not not cute. Um, and, And I don't know that like our kids, we just haven't been taught that we haven't been taught to question that like mindset. And so I asked my kids, I'm like, you know, think about it and, and Proverbs and I'm missing the proverb. I should have written it down, but basically Proverbs talks about our stomach, our mouths, our hand to mouth, what this says about our character. Like Mm -hmm. it actually says something about our character. If we can't control the hand to mouth action of eating. Right. Um, And so I was telling the kids, I'm like, you know, if you can't control your hand to your mouth, what, what what are you in control of? Like, what can you really, right. really handle? Yeah. Um, and that was like kind of a big moment, eye-opening moment for my kids. They were like, well, you're right. Like, and just this lack of self-control um, when it comes to food, it, it does reveal something about right. our character. Um, but more than anything, like we're called to reflect God. Like as, right. as image bearers of him, Um, we are called to reflect who he is and he is self-controlled. He is the ultimate, he's never been out of control for a second. Um, and part of our imaging him demands that we don't give up our, our self-control to other things, whether it be to impulses or, I mean, peer pressure. How about that one? Um, you know, a lot of people talk about peer pressure and bullying and don't give in to peer pressure, but it's like, well, what's the problem with that? The problem with that is that you're giving up your self-control to someone else, um, for the sake of your own ends. But, um, 
a lack of self-control, I think the world has gotten us to laugh at it and to look at it lightly and that it's it's been very smart in doing so. Um, whenever you read about people who lack self-control in scripture, it is not a joking matter. It's very serious. The word fool comes up. Fool comes up. I am um, actually this list in Second Timothy three I brought is terrifying because Second Timothy Second Timothy <laughs> Second Timothy three says Understand this, in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be and here's a list of awful things, ready? <laughs> people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, <laughs> not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen, with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. So that is a terrifying warning. The idea of having the appearance of godliness, but actually being like this list of things. Right. Being I just changed my opposite to gentleness because it was, I had brash as my opposite for gentleness, but I changed it to brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And you know what? People who are brutal are without self-control. Right. Think about the people you could think of that are just brutal. When the biggest thing that comes to my mind is the reason why we say things like, just delete it. Delete it. Don't say it. Don't get involved. Because when you see something and you so cannot control your emotions that Mm -hmm. you need to step in and just brutally hit people with how right you are, you're a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a problem. problem. And it's, that's not, that's not spirit fruit. That's you fruit. That's you fruit. (laughs) That's your flesh (laughs) and it stinks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, and then for the opposite of self-control, I did put gluttony and I mean that on like a very large scale, like all the food, but also like everything from Target, (laughs) all the money. Right. Um, Right. And yeah, it's important like self-control really is the vehicle for all of these things that were of right. the way that the Christian life should be marked by self-control. Right. And what, what concerns me is that we have been played. We do not value this. Think about all the memes, Christian memes, right? Like memes designed by Christians for Christians that make light of this. Like how about the people who, you know, we all laugh like, okay, we all, wow, do we rely on Amazon? But like, is it really so funny that you are such an impulse buyer that you like need to hide it from your husband? Right. Because, you know, he'd be upset with you. Yeah. Or what if you just have like tons of debt and you're still like that's playing not, this game where... It's not funny. You're thinking it's not a big deal. Right. Because the world does it. Right. The world has debt. And so right. like... So do I. Big deal. It's okay. And yeah, like you said, there's secrecy involved. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we we really have to... It's interesting that it's called self-control because if you're displaying fruits of the spirit, it's not actually you <laughs> right. that's at work. Right. But um, when you're showing you fruit, like it is... Right. So I guess that's another... That's an interesting thing to consider because self-control is not just like abstaining from certain things. It's also doing certain things. Right. And the world has this 
total theology mm-hmm. to what they believe that self-control mm-hmm. means. And it starts with self. Right. It starts with you. And basically it is just unbridled freedom. Mm-hmm. You doing you. Right. Whatever you want. And those things do not produce godliness no (laughs) and and god's common grace is very apparent to all of us Mm -hmm. because there are people who are godless but of course capable Mm -hmm. of being loving right but we all are Mm -hmm. that's why i got into certain uh examples Mm -hmm. that i got into because we all most people could look at the the goodness and evil being compared Mm -hmm. and be like well i'm not evil i don't do evil things right but i just showed you you might be doing evil things right so like we so what is the standard here again we come back to this Mm -hmm. the world has its version of self-control right and then the scripture gives us um what self-control is as well right but what is the standard for both right and does it make sense because you can't you can't say, oh, well, I'm not a hateful or evil person. Right. But I do think that you, a woman should have a choice when it comes to killing her baby. <laughs> Stupid. I'm sorry. But in the world, <laughs> that know, exists. It's, it's the argument. That's I know. what it is. You can be, I know. you can be them all. You can produce right. you fruit and still that's virtuous. Right. But it's, and it doesn't stink. It doesn't smell bad. It's fine. Right. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just think about it, it's actually so easy to live that way. It's so easy to let your emotions be the boss um, without really doing any any check. But the question is, can you make your emotions submit to God? Because right. your emotions should be submitting to God. Um, and even it doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Um, <laughs> I always say, just obey and let your emotions catch up. Like right. it doesn't matter if you feel like obedience. If you sit around and wait to feel obedient, you're never going to be <laughs> well, maybe at some point, but you're not going to be obedient. Like if you if you elevate and you're feeling so much to the point where those are what you're going to obey rather than right. God, you're in uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in a lot of trouble. Um, and you are not acknowledging that Christ is king over your emotions. Right. And Christ is, if if we're really all about Christ for all of life, then you should not be sitting around waiting <laughs> to feel obedient. Um, and in fact, when you don't feel like being obedient, that's when you really do need to uh, make your emotions obey. Right. <laughs> um, and do the obedient thing, even if your emotions aren't with you. Right. Um, and so at, at the end of the day, you might say all day long, like, Jesus is king, Jesus is king. But are you really living? Like, yeah. If Jesus you return hate for hate with hate, like, what are you? Right. What? And that's what I mean. Like, it's not just about what we say or what we think or like, oh, do a cursory view of the fruits of the spirit. And it's like, oh, pff, yeah, I got those. <laughs> right. And it's, but it's like those two things, like a fruit, a tree can only produce, We, I mean, you want to talk about a biblical comparison. Mm-hmm. We talk about the kind of fruit that a tree can produce and it can't produce rotten, stinking fruit and good right. uh, f- 
full of vitamins and you know <laughs> right. healthy fruit. tasty and right all that kind of thing right um it can't produce both of those things at one time so you really have to consider mm-hmm. um and I, I just think that if you if you find yourself producing the kinds of fruit that are the opposite kinds mm-hmm. from the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. that chances are you are being led by your emotions, your emotions and feelings and you're not right. Which, so to me, what is the best way to correct that type of thinking? I think obviously there's no magical list. Like here's 10 ways for you to (laughs) not be informed. It it helps to be aware Mm -hmm. of the fact that you are prone to letting your feelings take over and be in control. Yeah. Um, and I also think you need to be in regular intimacy with the word mm-hmm. in prayer and regular fellowship mm-hmm. with people who can point out your crap to you. Yeah. Um, and this is this is one of those things, not being informed by your feelings or being informed correctly by the right feelings mm-hmm. is something that you will struggle with forever. Yeah. And you will have to, on some days you'll be like, okay, the sanctification is kind of kicking in a little bit. Yeah. And then some days you'll be like, wow, it's been every five minutes that I've had to redirect my feelings to, to godly emotions. Like, well, it's a battle with the flesh, which you're going to be doing until you die. Um, It does get easier over time, but you're never going to, like I said earlier, we haven't arrived in this. Right. Um, But I I am encouraged to see over time that there were, I I mean, I've had such blind spots where I've been so emotionally led. Right. In areas where I just didn't even realize, I didn't, thankfully, like, it's the Lord who opens your eyes to that stuff. Right. But if you're not in the word and you're not praying and you're not seeking God and you're not you're not looking to have your mind transformed. Right. uh, You're not going to see it. The skills aren't going to come off. And, you know, you're probably going to feel pretty defensive about these conversations. But at the end of the day, like God is good and he will show these areas to you. Um, Pray that really scary prayer of like, Lord, show me where I need to grow. Show me where I need to be sanctified. Uh, Show me where I'm sitting. Um, and you know, if you're not willing to pray that prayer, you should probably ask yourself why, what am I holding on to? Yeah. Um, and the Lord is good to, the Lord gives growth. Like he really, really does. And he's really faithful in that. Um, and you know, I think particularly in, in my life, I can see this in my, my homeschool journey of just like how, how, just incredibly difficult it was in the beginning and how it's gotten easier over time. Um, Because really the difficulty with homeschool has nothing to do with curriculum and everything to do with being in constant close contact with other sinners all day long. Right. Um, That's really where the (laughs) difficulty lies, Mm -hmm. but the Lord uses it to expose a lot and it's actually such a huge blessing. But anyway, that's, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that. I, oh, oh, the one thing I wanted to point out, I was talking to the to book club about this this week was, um, so Satan is called the father of lies and he's also called the accuser. And so um, 
I was thinking about bringing this up and then I listened to um, Nancy Wilson's podcast this morning and her whole episode is on this topic. So she says it better than me. Go listen to her podcast. (laughs) Um, But she was talking about how, you know, when people lie about you or they make accusations against you, it it can be very, very frustrating. I think one area where we need more self-control is to have our eyes wide open um, Satan is the father of lies and, and people who use lies to score points against us, they are behaving in line with their father, the devil. Right. And we shouldn't be surprised by it. And I think a lot of us are. And I think given what I see happening in the world right now, we as Christians need to become more comfortable with people just outright lying about us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we I need mean, to have we just some- had this conversation about certain kinds of fruit coming for certain kind of tree like if an orange tree produces oranges you're not gonna be like what (laughs) exactly there's oranges what right exactly people are going to lie about you that is just all there is to it right um honestly if there aren't people lying about you i don't uh, you, I don't. You might not be doing enough. Um, is my ten cents on that. But um, the point is, is that Satan is the father of lies. The devil is the great accuser. Um, and when you see people behaving that way, just know they did it to our, our forefathers. They did it to Jesus. They're going to do it to you. And right. this is a great time for you to show some self control. Right. Um, you don't. Don't act like that don't be that person and i understand the don't be brutal don't be brutal i understand the temptation to respond in kind um but you don't have to do that you also don't have to take everything uh lying down but that's a whole other that's a whole right. other topic well and that's why that's why the best we can do is suggest certain things to you we can suggest that you think about the fruit of the spirit and what the opposite of the fruit of the spirit would be right. we can mm-hmm. tell you to be mm-hmm. reading the word and to pray yeah. and be in fellowship. Um, mm-hmm. Pray that but, God would show these things to you and give you the strength to be right. self-controlled. So um, you can you can just say, I mean, I always, who here we go. Some people are not going to be happy. Ooh. But I think one of the best thing that's, things that's ever been said on this show was not said by you or me. You or I? I don't, whatever, I don't care. Um, me and thee. Oh, me and thine. <laughs> Thouest. <laughs> um, thou and thou. <laughs> okay, um, yep. So when we had Douglas Wilson on to talk about Confessions of a Food Catholic, I asked him, like, what what should a person do who just cannot give up their food stuff? Yeah. Whether it's, like, disordered or hyper mm-hmm. uh, conscious or mm-hmm. they're allergic to everything. And so they're just constantly fearful that they'll eat the wrong thing and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, what can you... Basically, what I asked him is, I asked him is, what should you do if you just can't give it up? Mm-hmm. And insert whatever sin you want in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe just some sort of, like, kind of quippy, like hardball type of thing but douglas wilson the uh most as much as people would consider him brutal i think of him as so non-brutal i think of him as so gentle yeah and but he was like he was just like well those people should ask god to help them yeah 
because you can you can you can seriously say i have said this i have prayed this before i have said i will not do this i keep (laughs) telling myself i'm going to do this or reform in this way or let this thing go but here's what i just learned about myself i'm not going to yeah i will not yeah for whatever reason (laughs) will not right please Mm -hmm. take it away from me right like i won't do it so you please you you do it it. (laughs) yes because otherwise it's still here it's gonna be here it's gonna be here yeah it's okay like fall on your face and admit that you will not be able to do it right (laughs) i really hope some liars like take what you just said and meme it yeah the best thing that's ever been said on sheologians is actually said by doug wilson (laughs) by a man (laughs) the patriarchy strikes again you all Anyway, no, I love that. He is such a pastor's heart, and I I love that. So here we've recommended Doug Wilson. We've recommended Nancy Wilson. I'm not apologetic, apologetic at all. No. Um, get some self-control. Pray for it if you can't find it. Um, ask for help. That's great. Be in the word. Be in prayer. Um, Just start to think about all of your emotions. I, I, yeah. Ask yourself, why am I thinking this? Right. Ask yourself questions. Why like, am I feeling this right, right. now? And it, if your answer is always someone else, well, right. so-and-so did this. Right. So-and-so did that. You're blind. Right. You're blind to your own sin and you need to pray that God would open your eyes to yes. it because it's you. Right. The reason you feel the way that you feel is you. Like right. you're choosing to feel yeah. that way. Um. And it needs to be submitted to Jesus at the end of the day. And that is how you're right. You have to ask yourself questions. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? In the, you can think you can go a large scale here or you can go tiny, tiny, Mm -hmm. ask yourself, there was a moment and I don't know if you can hear me right now, but this morning we were driving to the studio we pulled on the road to go to the studio and there's a bunch of um, like international ASU housing yeah. in our little area. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a lot of Ubers, lots of uh, food delivery, lots of people looking for people to get rides or yeah. whatever. Um, and so p- people, w- it slows down in the in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. but um, a guy like slowed way down. And my very first instinct was to be like, why is this guy going so slow? Why is this going so slow? But Matthew and I have been doing this thing recently where we're like, just kind of like hang out with each other and drive around neighborhoods and talk about houses that we like and things like that. Cute. And it stinks because you can't go, you feel like you can't go slow enough to actually look at things mm-hmm. because what if someone pulls up behind you right. and all this stuff? Right. And his first thought was like, oh, they're probably just looking for where they're going probably and i was like yeah yeah actually i could just assume i could not just assume that they're here to annoy my life (laughs) and also even just in a pragmatic way the more calm and collected they can be on the road right the safer for everyone Everyone in general and i can have an effect on that by not becoming patient crazy person and slowing down and Mm -hmm. giving them space and time to just look for their turn because it's there's no actual streets it's all just entrances to apartments right and so there's no street signs there's no you're just kind of looking it happens right. all the time right and it's like okay so there's like your tiny little right that's tiny yeah 
just That's investigate little that do. little thing right. that you do. Like if you find yourself right. displaying you fruit, mm-hmm. be like, what's go- what's really going on here? Right. How do I submit this? How do I take this emotion or feeling and either submit it right. to God or use it to glorify God or right. whatever? Well, and a lot of time it really is just about what you value. You know, I think that's the thing that helps me snap out of sin patterns like that, where I just have to honestly ask myself, okay, what am I valuing the most right now? Because if the answer is me and my comfort and my desire, right? guess what? I'm for right. sure in sin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what's happening right yes. now is part of the reason I'm in sin is because I'm so highly valuing myself and my desires and what I want. And that's why I'm so entangled. Right. Like when I love using, uh, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but a very important word in my life. And I is conceit Mm -hmm. because it is, Mm -hmm. it's brutal, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. But like it, to me, it perfectly encapsulates. Because yeah. when you think of something, all of us are like, oh, yeah, you know, I can be selfish. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you heard someone going, I'm conceited? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's a very negative. That's mm-hmm. a very straightforward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think the perfect word to describe that, and someone, an older woman was counseling me and used this word. And I thought it was so important mm-hmm. that we refer to that as yeah. conceit. Mm-hmm. You think. Mm-hmm. That the world is about you. Right. It's all a big, it's just orchestrated every single day to Mm -hmm. glorify you. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that, is that what you think? Uh Yeah. And, and, you know, think about it. The people who are the most conceited are the most miserable because every day, every moment you're going to be confronted with the fact that it's not about you. Right. Things aren't going to go your way. Right. Um, No one's worshiping you. Mm -hmm. And even if someone is worshiping you, eventually they're going to do it wrong. Right. Because you're a tyrant. Your Mm -hmm. flesh is a tyrant. Um, And yeah, whenever I'm around people uh, who live their lives that way, they're just they're miserable. Mm-hmm. Everything's always wrong. They have anxiety. The world is against yep. them. When you live your life that way, there's no other way to be other than miserable. Yeah. And so this is like me begging Christian women to just believe God. Do not live out this unbelief. Like believe that he is worth submitting all of your emotions to and so many of your and don't don't do it for you but i'm going to tell you that one of the results of christian living is joy and freedom it's not rotting fruit it's not and it's (laughs) it's really beautiful and (laughs) let go of your sin like i promise there's like freedom over here i think one of the biggest ways that you see that and it's totally just a gift from god he doesn't have to do it this way but have you ever done like just been appropriately humble and just felt light. Yes. Like when you don't want to apologize, mm-hmm. but it's almost like yeah. you're like, well, I just have to apologize because uh-huh. what I did was wrong. Yeah. And then, and you're like, and I need to lighten <laughs> yeah. the heaviness yes. right now. Yep. And you apologize mm-hmm. and God gives you uh-huh. this feeling of like, yeah. look, <laughs> you just made it right. Yep. And, and there's so many ways that you can do this. I'm, I'm, 
I eventually don't would, attempt to do it just for pragmatic reasons. Right. It we're not, not. We're not saying that. But right. but what we are saying is that there is joy in living according to the word of God, um, and that God knows you and how you how He made you. Um, and you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about this in terms the other day of the fact that like there are times where if I really, really wanted to just blow my day apart, like if I just wanted to like crash and burn, I could really start thinking about my miscarriage and forget God. Mm -hmm. Like I could just, I could just really think about my baby being dead. Period. Stop there. Right. Like that would, I could lose weeks to that thought. Right. But like what's so great is that when I'm obedient with my mind and my heart and I remember God in all things and I remember his goodness and I remember his plan mm-hmm. and I remember that he's my king. Like when I can bow to that, then I like thinking about the miscarriage, it doesn't blow my day apart. Like I right. don't I don't lose. Well, and that's what we were talking about with like we are called to choose joy, mm-hmm. but and I like to make the distinction in word between like depression and brokenheartedness. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to make that difference because what you're talking about is not just like intentionally feeling bad for yourself. You're talking about a legitimate event sure, sure, sure. that need that. And that's where that's sorry. Backtracking a little bit again. That is in this circumstance. This shows it, the importance of not being of just hearing an emotion and being like that's not from that's not from God. Emotions are mm-hmm. not from God because I think for whatever reason we mm-hmm. have created this like anti-emotional like don't right. trust your feelings type thing. Right. But this a uh, miscarriage, death, mm-hmm. these are examples of things that are not um just right. like uh self uh, continuing right. sadness yeah. or shame spiraling or whatever. Right. And so that's why I did want to say brokenheartedness. And mm-hmm. l- what you just described is what we talked about already, which is that even when you are legitimate mm-hmm. in your sadness, yeah, you will, God says, come to me. Right. Come yeah. to me and let me carry that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how hopeless it would be if I was just, if all I did was just focus on my sad feeling about right. this thing. Like my sad feelings aren't, that's not the end of it. Right. That's not all there is. And it doesn't mean is. you can't feel sad feelings. Right. Of course. Of course. It is sad. And it would be weird if I denied that. And right. I'm not denying that. And I, I can embrace the sadness of it. What I'm saying is you don't just embrace the feeling for the sake of feeling. Right. Like you have to remember, again, this is one of those things where I need my sadness over this to bow to Jesus. And in that, I experience a lot of freedom. In that, I'm free to be sad without just completely blowing my life apart. I'm allowed to be sad without completely losing weeks to just tears. You know, it's like that feeling, that sadness, like that isn't the whole story. That's not all there is for us as Christians. And so even in something as awful as that, like you can't, that is not the time to forget Jesus right. in, in these things. Well, and that is an overly pragmatic approach to do something, to 
don't do this just to feel better because mm-hmm. the truth is like you said again before it won't always make you feel better right it doesn't take away the sadness mm-hmm. automatically no you are you're supposed to be obedient in your feelings right no matter what they are even exulting right so uh Proverbs all over talks about uh, wicked people exult. They are happy. They celebrate over wickedness. Mm -hmm. So even in our happiness, our happiness has to bow to Jesus. We shouldn't be happy over wickedness. When we're happy, we should be happy over good things (laughs) that honor the Lord. So even in our happiness, we shouldn't be like the wicked who exult in wickedness. Um, even our happiness needs to bow to King Jesus. The things that we get our happiness out of and our joy out of, again, those things should be things that glorify God. And so all of our, what we're trying to say is self-control is a matter of having rightly ordered desires and, and ordering them in such a way that God would have you order them. And so if you're struggling with that, you need to take that to the Lord and you need to be willing to do some self-assessment and just know that there's so much more freedom in ordering your desires after the ways of God than there is after your own flesh. Yeah. So. Well, in case you're wondering why it's not working for the world yeah. <laughs> to be self-controlled in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's why anything goes because at this point mm-hmm. it is, do do whatever you need to feel virtuous. Have a moment of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So do whatever you need, even mm-hmm. if that means so like change the definition of murder so that you can be right still Guilt-free. in virtue. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Change the definition the definition of what um fat mm-hmm. and gluttonous means or addicted mm-hmm. means. Whatever you need to do. Or mean. What is what, <laughs> what does, does the word, word mean, mean mean? Yeah. <laughs> like just change it and so it's constant it's you have to open it up Mm -hmm. it has to be this like carte blanche thing where Mm -hmm. everything is different for every single person right because it's just based off of the individual that this sort set of virtues is what makes me feel happy right and that's all that matters right and that doesn't that produces yucky right gross right fruit gross fruit you guys not good fruit i don't have anything else i don't either Great. We'll just keep saying the same thing over and over, over and again over. Keep going. Yeah, until y'all are perfectly self-controlled, we're here. <laughs> us too. <laughs> yeah, us too. Yeah, we were just when we got the message, it was just she took a screenshot and sent it to me, and I was like, oh well, hmm. hmm. I'll be sure to huh. show up as the <laughs> expert in dealing with that this week. Like, hmm, I. This is yes. something. Sometimes it's like. God definitely uses our the things we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. It was 100. like, "Oh, did you need to pre- did you need to do a lesson in this did this you, week? Did you need to be reading all about self-control this right. week?" Right. <laughs> yeah, what kind of fruit are you producing, Joy? Mm, hmm. Hmm. Let me just go ahead and have her this this girl send you a little message. <laughs> she wants to know. <laughs> well, I hope that was helpful. I hope you're encouraged. I did not did you see me touch my computer? No. I was surprised. I didn't touch it. Is my brain connected to my computer? So, you guys, I got a new computer. Oh, yes. 
Um, After pretty much <laughs> months of having a non-working one. Months of having a non-working computer and my husband was like, buy or a computer. Or worse, partially working. Partially. Uh, yeah, partially working is worse than non-working. Well, I bit the bullet. I have never in my life purchased a new laptop. I've just never done it. Um, and this is super exciting. Like, like I barely touched the thing and it just she didn't even touch it I she just, just thought, thought about, about it, it and my it laptop went. was like i got you i got this i know your fingerprint i know your brain it does it just reads me anyway you guys you can uh hit us up at patreon.com theologians shop if you need a t-shirt or a mug you do just get one <laughs> um that is it for this week and we'll see you guys next week see ya